morning, everyone. Morning. Welcome to Abilene Bible Church, and welcome to our communion table. This is a time that we want to be spiritually in union with God. We know that God loves us. We know God redeemed us. We know we have been saved. But Jesus said, "You who have been who have bathed in my blood, you are clean." Right after you take a bath, you are clean. But after you take a bath, you go out and work, and you walk in the world, and you step on the cow dung, and you get dirty. Right. So what you need to do is wash your feet. And who washed the disciples' feet? Jesus. Okay. We are saved by Jesus' blood, and it's symbolized by our baptism into Christ. We die with Him, and we rise with Him. Right. But As we live on as Christians, there are times that we still sin. Truth, true. Okay, those who say I never sin again are lying. <laughs> okay, so uh, s- because sin have many kinds, there are sins of commission. You do things that you should not do, and there are sins of omission that you don't things that you know you should do. Right. As you grow as Christians, you may do less of sins of commission, but you know more about things you should do. You actually commit more of the sins of omission. Okay, so I think nobody, as I, he lives on this earth, he cannot be totally free from sin. Therefore, Jesus offered to wash our feet again, and that's our experience of the communion. Every communion is a time when we are. Admonished to pray and confess our sins before taking the communion, before because if you don't pray and confess your sins and you are continue continuing in the sin, then taking communion will actually bring God to damage your health and even your taking away your life. It was said in the Bible somebody in the church of Corinth actually suffered from that, so. I believe this is Jesus offering to wash our feet. Okay, so it's very moving. It's very hard to accept, but we are pushed to confess sincerely, and then to accept the grace, and then walk on with His grace. Okay, so let's give God a moment of silence, confessing our sins. Then we take the communion. Our Father who art in heaven, the great Creator, King, Lord, and God, the tr- only true God above all gods, you have created us in your image. You have given us free will so that we might know of your love and accept it. You allowed the misuse of the free will by our ancestors, and you allowed. The coming in into the world of sin, and evil, and suffering, but you allowed this for a greater purpose, which is to establish love. And we are among those who have been elected before the foundation of the world to be collectively the bride of Christ, 
and we have been regenerated by the Holy Spirit, redeemed by Christ on the cross, and then adopted by you as your sons and fellow heirs with Christ Jesus. We come to you this morning to confess the truth that after we have been saved, accepting the grace in Christ, that we have not been totally consistent. There are times when our mind, our thought, our words, and our actions have departed from Christ's image, which is your image. And then these are sins that are confrontations to your holy nature. And we come to you to admit this as a fact and to confess and to give you a vow that we are trying our best to stay away from them, to avoid them, to repent. And we pray that with the fullness of the Holy Spirit, which you promise as we ask, he will do that. We will have the power to defeat sin and walk in holiness and righteousness and will be able to be victorious. And as we become overcomers, you will give us more glory for the eternity to come. And we live with this hope. So this morning, we come to you with humility, with confession, and with the hope and the faith and trust that you shall cleanse us and then you shall fill us and you shall lead us and you shall um, give us um, the hope of uh, total victory at the second coming of Christ. We pray in his name and may you bless this moment. In Jesus' name.
in the book of Isaiah, which is uh, the second most quoted book in the New Testament. What's the first? Psalms, right? So what are in common between these two books? They all mentioned about the Messiah a lot, right? That's why they're quoted. And in Isaiah, it is very well structured. I can tell you there are four uh, songs of the servant, four supplements for the songs of the servant, four songs of the Messiahs, and four odes to I, uh, Zion. Okay, and they form a structure corresponding to the four images of lion, ox, man, and eagle, which are the portraits of Jesus as king, servant, perfect man, and God. And uh, that's how Jesus was portrayed in the four Gospels as the great king in Matthew, the servant of God in Mark, the perfect man in Luke, and God, the son of God uh, in John. See? So today I'm going to read you one section, it's which is the third song of the servant. That's in Isaiah 54 through 9. The Lord God has given me the tongue of disciple, that I may know how to sustain the weary one with a sword. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not disobedient, nor did I turn back. I gave my back to those who strike me, and my cheeks to those who pluck out the beard. I did not cover my face from humiliation and spitting, for the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I am not disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up to each other. Who has a case against me? Let him draw near to me. Behold, the Lord God helps me. Who is he who condemns me? Behold, they will all wear out like a garment. The moth will eat them. So, the prophesied Messiah says, Who has a case against me? Who can accuse me of sin? Let him stand up and speak. Anybody? No one. So, Jesus Christ is claiming that he is the sinless man. The only one who is a man and a sinless man. And that's because he is not a regular man. He is the God-man, right? He's both God and man. These two concepts overlap as one and the same. He was born of the Holy Spirit. He was also born of Virgin Mary. That's why he is both son of God and son of man. Okay? And he is the perfect man. He was tempted like us, but he did not sin. Okay? He has full humanity, but he let his humanity submit to his divinity. Therefore, he remained his righteousness. That's why he did not deserve death, but he voluntary to voluntarily gave he up his life for his beloved. And that's how love is proven to be real. That's how God is proven to be true. Okay? So all of us who are here have 
heard about his love and God has opened our heart and restored our free will. We, humanity had a free will, but it was bound by sin. But the Holy Spirit, in the calling process, restored our free will. And it's in our restored free will, we said yes to Christ's love. Therefore, we're n- not forced into a love relationship. Okay? We give consent to join the irresistible love. Okay? And that's how the eternal relationship between God and man, the designed model is realized in Christ Jesus. Okay. So as we go our study later, go to the theology of salvation, we're going to describe more about how salvation was done. But we know it was done by Jesus Christ. Without him, none of us would have the hope of eternal life. But with him, we have sure assurance that we are sure in. Right? So thanks to him, who gave up his body on the cross, broken for us, as we take this unleavened bread, remember it was a sinless life, who took our the, the death that we deserve upon himself because of love for us and obedience to the Father. As we believe, we want to be l- become like him. Therefore, we should have obedience to the Father and love for one another. Okay. As we drink this Jews representing his shed blood on the cross. We remember the past when he sacrificed for us and the future when he shall come for us, promising to give us a rapture before the tribulation, which is called the blessed hope. For the people who happen to live at that time, they don't need to go through death. Okay? Most of us are probably not that, well, I guess Christians shouldn't use lucky, I guess in this case, yes. It's not providential for us, most of us. But that's okay. Most Christians go through death, but they have the hope of resurrection in Christ, with Christ, and like Christ. Okay. So with those remembrance and hope, let's take the communion. Remembering his body was taken, uh, broken for us on the cross, we take this bread in remembrance of him. And his blood was shed on the cross. We drink this in remembrance of him. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming down from heaven to save us from hell. Thank you for giving your life so that we might have life. Thank you for showing the truth, the life and the love and thank you for opening our heart cracking the shell of our soul entering through the Holy Spirit and we pray that you fill us and cleanse us sanctify us and make us clean and make us beautiful in your eyes it's for your honor that we live and we pray that you shall honor our wish pray in Jesus name Thank you.